0: I want to talk a little bit about robots, uh, one of my favorite subjects, and uh, synthetic muscle, and uh, it was kind of interesting that uh, synthetic muscle is stronger than biological muscle, and it's making me kind of wonder uh, about some of the applications that uh, are going to be applied, you know, especially where people are getting older and uh, mobility is a challenge. And, really hard for them to move. Um, exoskeletons are very difficult to put on, um, but it would be interesting if they apply synthetic muscle with uh, connected, you know, almost like a hip tra- uh, hip implant and connected bone to bone, and uh, if it could uh, work with biological muscle. So, you could do things like help you walk uh, uh stand up and, you know so as you're getting older um, you, you know you would have the synthetic muscle and I, I don't know what the the life of a synthetic muscle was, but the, suppose that it was you know it was it could last the duration of your life that would be incredible, and you would lose mobility um, but even though as your biological tissue deteriorated you you would still have mobility. So the value of it would, would remain very high, uh, and then you'd have you'd have to carry a battery pack in order to, to power the synthetic muscle. And you know, it's like the body rejects a lot of foreign bodies, and so you know you'd be subject to uh, wherever there was uh, uh, any any area that was interacting with the outside. You'd have infection and stuff, so I'm not sure how that would work, but it's still an interesting idea. Uh, if the power source could be internal, uh, you know, put it in like in your hip, and a small fuel cell that lasts, you you know, 10 years, you know, that'd be amazing. You know, you would have a cyborg type of capability. Anyway, these are kind of strange ideas of what, where synthetic muscle could actually be used, but you know, what if what if you could integrate the body with the synthetic uh, chips and muscle, and and that uh, they would be able to um, be able to be part of the body for long periods of time, and just like an implant or a heart heart a, a heart make pacemaker, you know, it, it could be part of your body for a long time. You know, the danger part is the, the, main, the maintenance on the device, but, uh, you know, so you might have to go through numerous surgeries uh, while you while you have the, the pacemaker. But uh, one thing I was noticing, too, is, like, uh, the use of uh, a robot, and uh, the, the person that put in a robot in the back of the car... And it had quite a bit of degrees of freedom. It was still had the servos, and it had to turn this servo, and then it had to turn another servo. didn't have the natural kind of motion that our hands and our arms and our shoulders provide. But um, it was still easily able to pick up the tire, move it around, take off the lug nuts, put the new tire on, and... Uh, you know, it almost looked like something from a, a sci-fi movie, but uh, it was a real robot. In, in changing a car tire. So those degrees of flexibility are are really quite interesting. And and as uh, you know, you start seeing some of this behavior where uh, machines could do things that people could do, but they they are able to do it safely and they, you know, they, they have the tool adapters already part of their equipment, uh, it, it will be kind of jaw-dropping because it will be very different from the world that we've, um, we've, we've known.